Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dietitian Talks. My name is Maddie Van Kieran, and I am the host. I'm a recruiter for Nutrico, and I'm a registered dietitian. This is a weekly podcast that covers a variety of topics that include a day in the life as a dietitian, different career paths, academics, advice for new RDs, and so much more. Every week, I will interview a different RD and cover a new hot topic. Today's guest is Sarah Rondinone. Our topic is working in the military as a female registered dietitian. So Sarah, welcome, and we'd love for you to introduce yourself. Thanks, Maddie. Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah. I'm a dietitian. Um, I've been a dietitian since 2017, so it's been a little bit. (laughs) Um, I have my master's degree as well as my bachelor's. Um, I got my bachelor's at the University of New Haven in Connecticut. I got my master's at University of St. Joe's in West Hartford, also Connecticut. Um, That one was online. Highly recommend that program. Um, And yeah, so I was a military dietitian, and that's mainly what we're going to be getting into today. Yeah, that is so awesome. So first, tell us how you even became a dietitian in the military. Like, what are the steps? How do you do that? So there's a couple different ways you could do it. I did the non-traditional, I guess, way. Um, I was already a dietitian, and then I went in. Um, I had had some civilian experience, and then I was like, I just need to get back in. And then there's another way you can get it after you get your bachelor's degree in nutrition and dietetics from an accredited program. You can actually do the Army's Baylor program, which is like through Baylor University. And you do their master's accredited program that also does your internship. And you pretty much come out of that program as a dietitian. And then you go work for them for at least four years. So that's how I actually interacted with most of the dietitians in the military. They had gone through that Baylor program pathway, but the pathway that I did was called direct commission where you apply and only four people to six people get in a year. So there was a ton of people that applied and I was one of the ones that were selected. So that was great. (laughs) So what branch or branches specifically were you in for? So I did the Navy first when I like right right out of high school. Um, I was in the Navy for four years and I loved it. Not as a dietitian, right? You were just enlisted? Yes. I was enlisted as a cryptologic technician collection, which is a lot of words. And it's pretty much Intel. Um, Super interesting experience, but didn't want to continue doing that. So (laughs) I ended up getting out. And then I went to both the bachelor's and master's program on my GI Bill. So um, if you spend four years, or at least I think there's a certain amount of numbers, but bottom line, four years in the military, you get um, 36 months of free school. So wherever you want. So I used that time to go get my bachelor's and my master's. And then I got my internship through St. Joe's. And then I, I worked for like a year two years. And then I went back into the army. I tried really hard to go into the Navy again, but they were only accepting people like every few years and they just didn't need a lot of dietitians. They didn't want to wait that long. So the army, however, was like, we'll take you. So (laughs) I went in and did that instead. Okay. So how long were you in the Navy as a dietitian? No, I wasn't. Okay. At all. So you did Navy normal then we did normal. school from school then you went into the army as a dietitian correct yeah okay. four years oh. 
Wow. Okay. Well, tell us. So, when when you were in the uh, army as a dietitian, what field were you in? What type of dietetics were you practicing in? Yes. Yeah, so, it's kind of a gamble what you can get into. Um, first and foremost, they try and put you at the hospitals first um, when you first get in. And how it works is you do typically two years at a duty station. That's what they call it. So I personally got orders to go to uh, El Paso, Texas. So I worked at this hospital in El Paso and it was like a 200 bed hospital, pretty big. And then it was mainly clinical inpatient Okay. with dabbling in some outpatient. So inpatient, very typical clinical, but then the outpatient was mainly diabetes management. Um, it was a lot of normal stuff for their dependents. So in the military, there's active duty and then their dependents are their families. So it wasn't just military, it was their families as well in the outpatient. And then also it was management for the actual enlisted and officers. So if somebody doesn't make a certain height and weight, you have to counsel them and help them get back into standards so they can remain in the military. So it's a pretty big deal. There's a lot of focus on weight management with that. But um, in Texas, I mainly did clinical. However, when I got sent to West Point, New York, I was doing, I was the chief of clinical and outpatient nutrition. So being the chief of nutrition, I did a lot of the inpatient side as well as outpatient and then also oversaw the kitchen. So that was more food juicy. Um, I worked really closely with Sodexo. So we had Sodexo in-house and I would work with their manager and we would order and do the menus and do the holiday menus. And it was very much food service. <laughs> so I didn't get to pick that. So like if you... Um, get assigned to be, you know, the clinical nutrition manager at a hospital, that's your role. If you get assigned food service, that's your role. You don't get to really pick. Um, so there are benefits and, you know, negatives to that, as you know, being told what to do. But um, I love the patient. Yeah. Yeah. Say that again. You love what? What did you say? I loved outpatient um, because I got to see the families and they also worked with a lot of the cadets. So it was actually a lot of like sports nutrition, which okay. I had not really done. So yeah. kind of like a huge variety of what you can do in the military okay. itself as a dietitian from like food service to, you know, inpatient, outpatient. And then they have this new program called H2F, which is like this where you get deployed with the troops and you go help them make sure they're at their most, you know, optimal nutrition status to be able to do what they need to do. So that's way more sports dietetics, but you can kind of be put anywhere. Okay. Very cool. So you got really a wide range of patients experiences. Do you feel like as an RD working in the inpatient outpatient you know, with that different variety that it really helped you kind of grow and learn as a dietitian to help you excel to where you are now? Yes, because it kind of like your internship, it helps you see what you really love and what you don't necessarily want to do. <laughs> so like anything else, you know, you could be really into research. And that is one actually positive of the military. Like if you do 
at least enough years, you can work your way up and kind of pick what you do want to get done. So like you can go into research, you can go into being like a professor and teach at the Baylor program. You can become one of the professors there. Um, you can be strictly sports nutrition. You can be strictly outpatient, but you have to do your time, which is at least like six years. So I would say it absolutely helped me see what I want to do out of the military. Um, and it just gave me more of a perspective on what is out there. Cause like I would have never picked up a sports nutrition job had I not been kind of forced into one. And it was very helpful for the role that I'm in now, which is working with wounded warriors as well as Walgreens. Um, I'm a contract through dietitians on demand um, dietitian. And I, I work with both of those populations right now. And a lot of the wounded warriors are actually super athletes and they, you know, they need more of a sports nutrition yeah. focus. And like, I can do that now. Whereas if I hadn't done that in the military, I probably wouldn't have no idea how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That is really, really interesting. I think that's something too, as, as dietitians, we don't always realize that some of the most valuable things we can learn is from maybe going through a position that you didn't think you would want to be in and you learn so much from it. So I think that's really valuable. So when you were transitioning out of the military, how did you kind of figure out how to go to that civilian life? Like what registered dietitian jobs you were looking for or positions that you were in? So I definitely wanted to work with veterans at least. Um, My ultimate goal is to get towards like the VA realm because personally, like I've seen the horrors that come out of the VA and like there's some really great dietitians at the VA, but also there's not. And I want to be part of like the solution. So like, I want to make sure that I can help that population and I love veterans and I can speak to them in the way that they get, you know, like we get each other. So I really wanted to work in that population and wounded warriors came up and now I work with all of them and I, I, I absolutely love that job. Um, and then I'm also working for Walgreens, which is completely one. It's so different because okay. we're working on mainly like medications and how they can manage their symptoms. And it's just very different, which again, I would have never thought I'd be in that type of a role with like pharmaceuticals, but super helpful to learn also because a lot of my wounded warriors are on diabetes medications and kidney medications. So it's kind of, they all intertwine and every experience that I've had in the past has helped me get to where I am now. But Mm -hmm. ultimately I would like to just kind of streamline and work with the veteran population. Yeah. Very cool. And it is interesting because it sounds like Walgreens and Wooded Warriors are very different populations, but from your experience in the military and any dietitian experience, you're really able to kind of use that to be successful in these positions. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, to talk a little bit more about the military position, I'm curious if you could name a couple. What do you think have been the benefits of being a female registered dietitian in the military? Because I'm guessing, I mean, there's not a lot of dietitians in the military in general, let alone females. And then what are some of the downfalls? Yes. So it's actually interesting because in the dietetics field, we assume like most of us are female. And statistically in the military, it's kind of opposite. It's like mostly males. (laughs) So um, I did see a lot of females, obviously more so than the regular population, but there's a lot of male dietitians that go that path. The benefits are absolutely that you don't get paid more than you will in the military setting because it's, you're not paid based on being a dietitian. You're paid based on your rank. 
So your rank is like your position. And like I was a captain when I got out. So that's what my pay grade was. So in terms of benefits, the money is hands down the best that you can get because you get a housing allowance, you get, you know, matching 401k and just all of the benefits of like a career is what is the most helpful benefit wise. And then I would say the downfalls are if you have a family <laughs> or if you want a family, um, it's very difficult to navigate your time because you're a soldier first. You're not a mom first or a wife or whomever. Like you are what they tell you to be and you go where they tell you to go. So you could like get sent to El Paso, Texas, like I did, or New York or Alaska or Germany, and you have to go. So that can be difficult, time away from family, et cetera. Um, but ultimately, I would say if somebody's interested in like maybe dabbling or like considering going into the military, there are roles that you can do and seek out and see if you like working with that population before you like jump, oh my gosh, into being active duty military. So yeah. the if you go on like Indeed or USA Jobs, um, there's a, it's called H2F dietitian and they work specifically with the troops, like with soldiers, with active duty military. They are mainly sports dietetics. So that would be an interesting role to play because you'd be a civilian. So you wouldn't have the, you know, being so strict with like your weight and your physical fitness standards and all that, you could still be submersed in that population without having all the extra stuff of being actually active duty. Um, and you can kind of get a feel for it. And if you love that population, then you could apply and, you know, go for it, but it's definitely not for everybody. It's very stressful. Yeah. So interesting. It's just such a cool path because you don't hear of it that much. Um, and you kind of said this a little bit, but if you were to give like two to three tips for RDs looking to work in the military, and I'm just curious about this, um, would you recommend getting experience as an RD if you took the route you did? So if you were already an RD and then going into and working as a military dietitian? Yeah, I honestly felt like I had a advantage over everybody because I've worked in community nutrition with like the SNAP population and WIC and I've worked in long-term care facilities and clinical nutrition and hospitals that are overrun. And, you know, like I had seen all of those things as a civilian in the military, the way that they teach you like to be one of the Baylor program, for example, it is a really great program. It's like very prestigious and, you know, but it's also not necessarily what you'd see in the real world. So if you try and translate your active duty status and what you learned as an RD in the military and you reversed it and then try to get out and do that, it is so different that I think it would be a lot harder to navigate a transition out. Whereas if you want to do it first for like a year or two, like I did, and then go in, I think you absolutely have an advantage because you've seen way more stuff. Yeah, like helps to have that experience, then consider the military with some experiences and already under your belt. Yes, especially you could end up loving, you know, being like a social media dietitian or a recruiting dietitian. Like you, there's so many different roles that you could have. And in the military, you're kind of limited to hospitals or sports. Like it's very, 
I had a lot of different types of roles, but even like the clinical or the um, chief, I was management, which it was like, I saw, I saw some outpatients and some inpatients, but it was mainly food service and management. And I was doing like evals for people. And it was, it's not necessarily what I wanted to do, but I was forced into that role. And if I had only been like a dietitian for a year, I would think that like, that's what it is. And it's not like, you don't get to be that until you've been a clinical nutrition manager after you've done in your time as an RD, you know, for X amount of years. So yeah, I think it's definitely better to get experience first, at least for a year and then go in. Okay. Yeah. That's really, really great advice. And then just on top of that, do you have like any more tips for a dietitian that is considering going into the military as a dietitian? I would say make a list of what is important to you and absolutely look at how how heavy it's weighted. So like if family is your number one priority and that is above all else, the most important thing to you, this may not be the best decision because you will absolutely miss things. You'll miss kids' birthdays. You'll miss your parents. You'll miss, you know, your brothers and sisters and important events. And it is not something that is negotiable. Like you sometimes just have to miss them and it sucks. So I would say, look at what your priorities are. If your main priority is experience and, you know, getting the type of experience that literally you can't get anywhere else and you want to travel and you want to go to different places, absolutely. It's a great opportunity. You make really great money. You know, it's, if those things are important to you, go for it. But my main tips are make sure that you are very stable, like where you are in your life and make sure that you are good at like being very independent because you will be spending a lot of time, not necessarily with the support system that you would have on the daily basis. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are really, really great tips. So I hope, you know, our audience listening, if anyone's interested in that, they can kind of take some of those as takeaways. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on Dietitian Talk, Sarah. It was great chatting with you and learning about your unique career in dietetics. And we are so excited for your podcast to come out. Thanks. And if anybody ever wants to find me on LinkedIn, I will absolutely talk to you. If anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out. I'm here. Awesome. Thank you.